RugbyRenegade.com, the number one online strength and conditioning program for rugby. Are you ready to get bigger, stronger, fitter, and faster and dominate your opposition? Welcome to the Rugby Renegade Podcast, where we build machines. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Rugby Renegade podcast. Um, today we're going to go through some FAQs we get on the website and the online subscription program. And join, joining me today, um, got the great pleasure of having Dan Jones, one of the founders of Rugby Renegade, uh, and he's going to walk us through some of the FAQs. Dan, I've been trying to get you on for ages, great to have you here. Good to be here, Jamie. Uh, so where do you want to start? I think uh, it'd be good to sort of start with the origins of uh, Rugby Renegade, how it came about. Obviously you were a big part of that. Do you want to start us on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, so. Rugby Renegade um, was kind of the brainchild, really, of uh, Robin Selden Taylor, um, former Wales international rugby player and Cardiff Blues um, back rower. Uh, Robin's sort of since gone on to um, develop his career in strength and conditioning, and he currently works with the Cardiff Blues senior team. Uh, Robin came to me about two or three years ago with an idea that um, he he basically wanted to create an online platform for strength and conditioning, um, you know, with a view to sort of having a a community similar to like a Facebook community or something like that, where people can bounce off ideas and follow a similar program to develop their sort of strength and conditioning and fitness sort of for their rugby careers. Um, Robin, to be fair, had identified, you know, sort of, I suppose, a gap in the market, or, you know, you know, certainly there was an area that was lacking provision. So, we sort of got together and, you know, bounced a few ideas off, and from there, you know, started the, uh, the rugby renegade story. Nice, and and so obviously you're you're from a, a medical background as a physiotherapist. How, how did he see you you getting involved at the start? And- well, I think obviously Robin brought certainly brought the sort of strength and conditioning um, expertise to the table. But as we all know, um, you know, there's more to uh, the physical prep uh, for rugby than just the sort of the strength um, and fitness element. There's obviously the injury prevention angle, um, and you know the the physiotherapy input there sort of I think complements the S and C nicely. So although there's you know strong bias on strength and conditioning, there's also Sort of a strong element of injury prevention, prehab, and rehab methods sort of running through it. Uh, so that's where sort of I, I came in really was to add that sort of um, skill set, and I think you know it, you know it it complemented quite nicely. Yeah, and I think um, we were talking before, and like obviously injuries in, in rugby are, are so common, hmm. um, and and we're in the environment where we get to spend hours with you know the top professionals helping them you know prehab and rehab from injuries. And you know, amateur rugby players don't have that, and and I think we're given you know, kind of that information to them so they can get back fit and and not re-injure themselves. Yeah, I think so it's good. It's definitely an area as well. I think um, you know, even the professional players, the players who come into academy level, and even some of those who are playing at top level. I think you know, it's it's, it's the level of education that those boys are provided with. You know, they they don't necessarily know how to manage you know their injuries. They don't necessarily know how to recover, sort of efficiently or effectively. So, it's nice to be able to sort of pass that information down the levels. You know, if if you're an amateur player with ambitions to make the top, you know, it it just means that you know that information is available and you can you can go ahead and manage yourself. You know, 
you know, to, to the best of your ability, really. And, and I think it, if that education and that sort of resource is out there, you know, you can basically replicate, you know, what the professional athletes are doing. And, you know, quite often, it, you know, it's, it's not through a lack of will, it's just, you know, not knowing what the right things are, you know, and, and when. So I think that's what Rugby Renegade does. It fills that gap and allows, you know, amateurs and possibly semi-professional players to sort of, you know, potentially take their careers to the next level. Yeah. I like to think of it as we're kind of, we're bringing up that grassroots almost in a way. And and you do hear stories of players, I think Sean Perry is from a few years ago now, but Sean Perry, the, the England scrum half, who the, there's stories of him, you know, working as a welder and yeah. then six months later he's playing for England or, yeah. you know, as a professional rugby player. So it's, um, it's given people that potential and although there's really good academies set up there's people who slip through the net and and if they can get good sort of strength and conditioning yeah. and injury prevention information early yeah. then they got that chance of of going professional so it's it's good right so into the faq so the idea is to um just answer those frequently asked questions that we get on the website for guys whether you're interested in the um, the online subscription program, um, you, you know you're kind of on the fence whether you sign up or not, or if you're using it and, and how to get the the kind of best out of it. Um, so where, where should we start, Dan? I think you know we've we've covered some of the the bits pieces there, but one of the main questions you know is is who is the rugby renegade SNC program aimed at, and you know we've covered a lot of it there, but it's 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 definitely aimed at those sort of players who take their rugby quite seriously they take their sort of training quite seriously and you know we're, we're generally targeting those people who are a fairly intermediate or an advanced level of, of, of conditioning that you know they're keen on you know their, their their core lifts you know your squat deadlift your presses opposed on the olympic lifts and what we're looking to try and do is give them a structured program day on day week on week you know through off season pre-season in season um so it's it, it's it's basically aimed at those people who who don't have the professional support, um, but can you know can access, you know a, a fairly you know well serviced um, you know professionally led program. So it's, it's definitely aimed at those people, amateur, sort of sub elite or you know semi professional, um, you know really geared towards bringing them and bring, bringing their level of performance to to a level to potentially take them to maybe professional level. Yeah, and of course prevent injuries. And you touched on there, you know, talking about some of the lifts, another sort of frequently asked question is, is you know, what information do I need before beginning? Mm-hmm. Um, and we program a lot with, you know, percentages of one rep max. So it's a good idea. I'm sure if you're, you know, an amateur and you're interested in this stuff, you, you'll have a rough idea of what your back squat run one mm-hmm. RM is, your deadlift, uh, bench, military press, um, and, and cleans. We, you know, we do use the Olympic lift. So it'd be great if you had a, an idea of that to start so you can come in and just jump in and the program as is. You don't have to sort of test um, before getting involved. Mm. Uh, what next, Dan? I think uh, it's important for, for, you know, people to know what, what the daily workout consists of. Now, you know, the, I suppose the CrossFit craze has, has coined the phrase WAD, workout of the day. Um, and, you know, going back to the origins of Rugby Renegade, there is a sort of a strong CrossFit type of theme, certainly, you know, with the background from where, you know, Robin sort of come from. And, and I've worked a lot with sort of CrossFitters. 
Um, and I know you, you know yourself. You've you, you you've been involved in that setup. So, you know, we have gone with this sort of workout of the day, but it, it is more of a traditional um, kind of rugby S and C pl- uh, format with a flavour of some um, s- sort of CrossFit workout, Metcon type work. So, you know, most most daily workouts will have some form of warm up, which generally includes mobility work, um, followed by some form of prehabilitation and, and what that prehab is geared towards is just that you know 15 20 minutes before session working on you know certain key areas so for rugby it would be shoulder you know hamstring you know knee type you know injuries which are which are, you know as we know are, are quite quite common injuries so just working on those key injury prevention areas before then they go into a strength component um strength power component depending on the block and most days you'll see a um, workout of the day, a WOD, which is generally a Metcon, whether it be gym-based or field-based, depending on the time of year. And again, you know, depending on what the focus is that time of year, that may be optional or it may be part of the uh, of the session. So it's fairly structured, warm-up, prehab, you've got a strength or power component, and then finishing off with a blast at the end. Um, and generally, you know, these these sessions, you know, can be split across the day so if you know if, if people are working they can maybe have an early morning session where they where they perhaps focus on their sort of strength work and they can have an afternoon session which may be focused on conditioning or sort of injury prevention yeah for, for instance the, the pre-season program we're currently going through uh you've got your, your strength and power um and then in the morning and then in the afternoon you've either got sort of speed or acceleration work and then uh, the following day you'll have uh, strength power again but uh, an upper body uh, emphasis and then in the afternoon session you'll, you'll have your condition so it's it's kind of designed so you can tailor it around your rugby training for instance if, if you're still doing rugby training pre-season with, with your club you can maybe snip that out or put it on as extras at the end if, it, if it's not too tough but I doubt I doubt that at the minute where we are in the season mm. uh, next question yeah, I think it leads in quite nicely here because we, what we often get get asked, um, you know, from our subscribers and, and from people looking to join the Rugby Renegade sort of team is that as an amateur player, does the individual complete each and every week fully? So do they do every every exercise, every set, every rep, every day? Um, and I think it's quite important for us to outline that you know what we're putting in place here is is the best case scenario yeah. you know you know possibly oversubscribing for some um you know with work commitments or family commitments um, it, it may be difficult to squeeze in everything that we put on the program and um you know what we tend to say is that we put the best case scenario out there and then it, there's a little bit of a you know flexibility available for each individual to tailor that work to suit their needs to suit how they're feeling on any given day um you know but you know, what we do try and put out there is um a fairly consistent platform and you know it's, it's down to the individual then to, you know there may be some specific work-ons that they're looking to do whether they're looking to gain mass or whether they're looking to sort of reduce body fat percentage and that'll dictate then whether they focus their work on their strength and hypertrophy or whether they then um, you know ensure that they they work on those metcons to bring you know to improve their condition and bring down their body fat so there is a bit of flexibility there and the answer really is you know do I complete each week fully for some people yes if, if they've got that sort of training capacity and for some people no it may be a little bit more tailored 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's it's more an issue in season where we kind of put the programme out as if you're not playing a game on the Saturday. Mm. Obviously, if you're playing on the Saturday, you wouldn't do the, the weight session on the Friday or, or the conditioning on the Saturday. Mm. Um, unless you've only played, you come off the bench and only play 20 minutes or something, you can do a top-up. Um, but we try and put that programme out so you've got the option there. If you're not available, obviously, we hope you are. Um, if you're not available to play, um, so you can get the most out of it. A couple of good tips is, is like you're saying, Dan, is is figure out what your goals are. Um, obviously, if you want to lose a bit of weight to improve your performance, then make sure you're doing the metcons at the ends of the sessions. If you're trying to put on muscle mass, then you'd probably take those out and then put more emphasis, take a bit more time. Um, even if you're feeling up to it, add a couple of sets um, on the strength strength work. Um, and then another good rule of thumb in season is try and front load that that early part of the week so you t- sort of taper off as you come into the game so you're fresh because ultimately we're doing it for performance so you've got to be yep. fresh for that I think you know the added bonus within this uh, you know weekly programme as well is that we do have a strong emphasis we've already mentioned the prehab work which is you know something that we work for injury prevention but also the, the, there's, a, there's a strong theme of recovery in in, 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 in the programme so you'll see Generally, on those deload days, you know, the middle of the week where it's a lighter day, that there's a there's a rehab or prehab focus. It'll be coupled with recovery protocols, and we've got fairly robust protocol there, which, you know, any professional athlete or rugby player will be following. Um, and I think that you know that's a real added bonus for subscribers. They've got a fairly structured recovery protocol to follow. Um, you know, we we regularly put out sort of bespoke pool sessions, and. We also guide people towards sort of um, nutrition products. You know, we've got discounts on nutrition products and you know, re- recovery um, modalities and, and, and I suppose garments. So there's, there's, there's lots of added value in there. And, and I think the recovery protocol, I think, is, some, it is sometimes um, overlooked. I think people tend to really go to town on how hard they train and then sometimes neglect the importance of recovery. And I think, you know, it's, it's it's probably a little bit of a cliche, but, you know, the, the rest is equally as important as the as the work itself. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff in there that I think people can really sort of, again, go back to the education, just really understand the benefit of recovery and, and you know, really follow our protocol, because I think it gives you good guidance in the right things to be doing nutrition, sleep and, and a few other, you know, um, gems in there yeah definitely I mean if you train hard you've got to recover hard as well mm. um, and as, as well we've got you know the free articles there's stuff on on recovery and nutrition and, and we're also offering a free nutrition ebook on on sign up so um, if you get those things right you get even more at your training and obviously then your performance yeah uh, what's what's next I think it, it's good it'd be a good thing to touch on our ebooks um, it leads in quite nicely I think you know, we've this is a, this is a section that um, since you've come on board, Jamie has developed really well. Um, and we, what we've got there are some really good resources for those people who maybe feel that a, a like a monthly subscription is, is is a bit of a strong commitment. Um, we've got, um, I suppose, a, an archive or some structured um, off-season, pre-season, and in-season training programs. You know, so you can buy those as, as, as separate units, separate ebooks, and that gives someone a full four week or a full twelve week block to go to, to go and plan. Some people maybe like to plan ahead, uh, so instead of waiting for our daily feed, they'll have their next 
12 weeks mapped out for them and i think this 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 ebook section is, is a really great um development for us i think it's it allows people to the ex- the access maybe perhaps on their tablet or their iphone you know which is a, you know a little bit more portable for the gym um but also that's coupled with um, a really a really useful nutrition ebook which again coupled with the recovery that we've been discussing nutrition is a massive factor in, in how well our um you know training goes i think there's the old saying that you can't outrun your fork and uh you know this this is definitely um like a resource that people you know really really should have a look at and the good thing with this nutrition ebook as well is that on sign up on subscription you get a free ebook worth 9.99 and there's there's loads of good information there on uh, the right foods um you know supplements for rugby supplement safety um as well as some you know good recipes um, for people to go away and, and, and really get working on. Um, and then we've obviously got our sort of WOD Bible. And again, there's some there's some really good stuff in there, you know, you know, collating a lot of our sort of Metcons. And again, it's touching on a little bit more of that CrossFit for rugby type of um, area that, you know, that is ultimately sort of core to, you know, our origins, really. Yeah, I think... One of the other, you know, frequently asked questions we had is, you know, people from, we've got members from all around the world and some of them are like, where do I start the programme? I'm currently in season and you're on the pre-season block. And that's fine. You've got a couple options. You can you can look through the archive. You know, we've got over two years archive programmes now. Or you can just buy one of the e-books. Do, for instance, if you're in pre-season, you buy the, the, the pre-season e-book, jump on that until until you get in line with our programme um, and, then, and then crack on with that. But... With the ebooks, there's there's loads more coming. Um, we've got a few ideas of sort of um, stuff on the injury prevention side, as as well as more specific um, programs. For instance, uh, we want to do one for sevens um, and sort of specialisation ones. So um, I think that's going to be something that'll that'll build as we go on. What next? I think um, something that's that's been sort of ever present really from the early days of, uh, of Rugby Renegade are the, are the training articles um, you know the physiotherapy articles and the nutrition articles that are there on our website now as subscribers you get full access to this area and I think there's 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 heaps of information in there you know there's there's, there's so much there's so much um, information and experience shared you know from Robin's time in sport and, and as an athlete Bearing in mind he played at the top level and then for yourself, Jamie, having worked at the top level for a number of years and, and, and myself from a medical perspective. So I think, you know, um, would, you know, urge people to come and have a look at the website and have a, a real good look through the articles because there's, you know, there's a good two or three years worth of training articles there um, that, you know, maybe, you know, touch on a few things that are slightly different to the norm, you, you know, like some of the sleep stuff that we've that we've covered off. Um, you know the workouts so something that we've been working on over the years is um, sort of the rugby proof athlete so you know rugby proof hamstrings rugby proof shoulders there's some really good uh, resources in there for people to have a look at and then looking over some of the traditional S&C methodologies like you know your plyometrics your accommodated resistance so there's there's a load of uh, resource there that so, you know that is available to non-subscribers and also you know a greater depth of articles for the subscribers yeah definitely i think there's there are things that 
you know, ju- just if you, you've got a sort of interest in it, but there are also things you can bolt onto the program or w- will help you understand the program better and get more out of it, um, especially like the injury prevention ones. You know, the rugby proof hamstring and shoulders. Obviously, if you've had issues there, then you can just, you know, read that, understand it, and then and then apply it to your training um, and, and get more out of your rugby. I think as well, you know, it is it is a resource for um, amateur rugby players and um, I suppose some professional rugby players, but it's also a resource for people um, who are maybe looking to get into sport um, or, you, you know, maybe junior or even more experienced uh, S&C practitioners or medical practitioners. You know, we're not saying that, you know, that, that, that we've covered every base with this, but there's a lot of information there that, that can trigger debate or even sort of trigger sort of, um, you know, thought and maybe further, you know, looking, you know, deeper reading. Uh, and, you know, it's something that, w- that we're quite keen on, you know, you know, if there are professionals out there looking look at our website, it'd be great if they got in touch with us uh, to bounce ideas back and forth. Because, you know, certainly I found writing the articles and, and reading the S&C articles that, you know, Robin and yourself have produced and some sort of guest articles that we've had, is that I've learned a huge amount um, on top of you know what your base knowledge was, just purely by being involved and in, and in writing these things. So I think it's you know for us, well, certainly for me, and and I think you know for for the people who subscribe and and the people who visit our website, we are trying to create a little bit of a community and and share thoughts and ideas. And I think that's you know that's certainly how I approach my day to day. You know, working in sports, quite open and, and want to share ideas and and you know you know I think that's something that you know we welcome with rugby renegade is people from the outside you know to share their thoughts and and certainly sort of help us develop yeah definitely i think i think sometimes in the uk we're a bit kind of uh cloak and dagger about what we do we you know we try and find out what other people are doing but don't really share what we're doing ourselves i think i think that's wrong a lot of other countries are quite open with their sort of their knowledge and, and what they're doing and that just that just helps everyone um, and the other thing you talk about community, I think that's one of the great things. We're, we're starting to get a lot more sort of interaction with with our members on social media. You know, sort of tweeting pictures and things, tagging us on Instagram, and and that's great. You know, when you finish a wad and you get a really good time, and you're happy with it, post it up, and and you know that will create competition with the other members, and and that competition just breeds success. I mean, that's one of the things we always try and get in. You know, working in rugby um, at the top levels, get players in groups, positional groups competing against each other, and you know it just it's a great atmosphere to work in and people get more out of it you know they push harder and and get better results so Mm. that's something uh, we start to see a lot more of and and we hope it it continues in the future Uh, next thing Dan I think uh, like we said uh, we'd we'd probably try and close things off with just having a discussion about you know we touched upon it there how how to get involved with sort of pro level sport um, you know it's like career development and that type of thing so we're just you know, just to have a look, you know, discussion on, you know, how how you sort of got, we got into our sort of um, respective fields, and 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 how we went about that, and you know, trying to relate that to perhaps some of the resources on rugby renegade, and you know, I, I certainly found in my early part of, the, of my career, um, opportunities at the top level of sport were were limited because you know you've, you've essentially not got a CV to sort of to to, to brag about really, and. Um, I think a lot of a lot of the experiences um, and a lot of the knowledge built um, that, that shared on the rugby renegade articles and and and, and sort of rehab programs are, are built upon maybe the um, experiences and and you know perhaps successes and failures of you know starting out with voluntary roles 
you know, I'm thinking of, you know, from my time when, you know, starting up traveling, working with like Ponsonby Rugby Club as a volunteer for their sort of academy level. And then, you know, coming back and working with in, in a very junior role with Worcester Warriors and then Cardiff Blues Academy. And these roles were, you know, you know, low paid, long hours type roles where, you know, you maybe feel like, you know, you, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. But I don't think you can under, underestimate the, sort of the value of, 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 of the sort of exposure and, and learning that you're getting in those roles. And, you know, you know we've recently released um, an article sort of a, as an S&C intern, um, one, of the, one of the lads at Gloucester. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it, it provides a really good insight into how people really have to put that sort of groundwork in and really get that exposure to to, to then develop their career, to, you know, to the top end. Because, um, you know, we do make mistakes along the way, and you know, nobody's perfect. But I think, you know, it, it's it's that it's that early stage, you know, the, those learning experiences that you have that that set you up set you up for success in the future. And I mean, I suppose it's the same in, in strength and conditioning. Oh yeah. Um look back over the place I've been in my career first thing I've been I've been really fortunate to have worked under some great S&Cs I've worked under uh, Mick McGurn at, at the Ospreys for a very short period of time and then Mark Bennett who was with Wales um, for a good number of years before he was at the Ospreys and, and now is uh, with Bristol and just brought them up from the championship um, and Alex Lawson who's now over in Japan um, and then when I had my first paid role uh, at Bedford in the championship I worked with Mike Rea who's He's probably famous for being Mike Mikey Ray all day, um, but you know is, is a great coach and you know is touted as you know the best coach outside the Premiership. Um, and to work with him day in day out, you learn a lot. And and also you, you're not in in that sort of place where you know you got loads of money, you got loads of resources, and and you have to sort of deal with what you've got. And and yeah, you make mistakes and you learn from them, but you also learn how to how to make the most of a, of a bad situation because. Yeah. It's it's always give and take um, in any environment you work with. There's you know different people who've got to get their their message across or get their time with the players, and, and it's all it's learning how to sort of deal with those situations. Um, and then of course um, moving to Gloucester, I've been lucky to work. Paddy Anson brought me in when he came from Exeter, and you know it was great to work with him for four years. Um, and and now with Dan Tobin, who's had four years at Leinster, you know one of the most successful uh, teams in the sort of um, uh, sort of Celtic league. Um, it's it's great to work with those people, learn from them, but also, you know, you learn from your working with players and how to deal with players. Um, and internships a funny thing at the moment. It's uh, it's kind of a contentious issue. Um, you know, should we have them or not? But all I know is I had a great experience, and it and it got me that first opportunity. You know, to get my name around, and and it gave my first reference, my first paid job. Um, and it's just a great environment to work in, so you don't, you don't mind kind of working in yeah. it for free. I think it's you know it's it's very similar to the sort of the old school apprenticeship, isn't it? You know, I think my my father's a carpenter, and I think he's had a number of apprentices over the years. And I think S and C and medical is very similar. You know, you you come in and you're young. You know, once you once you've got your qualifications, um, you know, you it takes you to a level, but. The, the, there's there's been qualified and then there's the, the, you know there's been sort of fit to practice at, at a certain level and I think similar to yourself having worked um, alongside people like Prav Mathema and, and Mark Davis at the WIU when I was with the Sams there you know you, you really get to sort of rub shoulders with people and, and and learn from their practice learn from their experience and 
the time I spent with Gloucester with yourself, Jamie and, and Bob Stewart, who's, you know, three time British line tourist, you know, these you know, these people have, As a physio, not a player, just to be clear. As <laughs> as a physio, not a player. <laughs> um but you know, learn, you know, working alongside these guys, um you, you know, you do you, you, know, you do get an opportunity to pick their brains, and you, you do get an opportunity to sort of learn from, I suppose, their 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 experiences, um, you know, their successes, their failures, and you know, now I'm working alongside um, John Miles, who's head of medical at Cardiff Blues, who's had a, you know, you know, a history of working in rugby league um, with London Broncos, and you know, you know, he's been a you know successful head of medical at Cardiff Blues for quite a while now, three or four years, and. You know, you, it's important that you sort of, for me, it's important that you park your ego um, and, and understand that, you know, everyone's got something to offer and, and, and you know, you can you can learn a lot from each individual. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest parts of being, you know, being successful in, in a sporting environment is that as long as you can park your ego, work, work you know, as a team with S&C, with coaches, you know, and, and maintain strong communication and understand that, everyone's you know got got you know got a lot of experience and you, you can learn a lot from from nearly all these individuals i think if you can slot in and, and, and understand that you know you, you are a part of a team and and you know you're just part you know you, you know you're another you know cog in the wheel really um i think you know that 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 to me is key to success and i think as long as you hold that you know core value i think you know you can do well whatever field you are s and c medical coaching and i think you know, when you look at, you know, keeping it, you know, keeping it topical, you look at the success of something like the FAW at the minute, the Welsh football team, where that is clearly a result of, a, of, of you know, a collective. I think, you know, if you if you can carry that sort of attitude into your career, I think you can do pretty well. I thought it was just Gareth Bale, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think you're right there, and, and that's a good lesson for anyone who, who wants to get a, a career in sport. Um, it's everyone's coming out with sports science or mm. you know physiotherapy degrees um you've got to the, the first thing is you've got to be seen to be able to work in in that environment yeah. and you know be a good character in that um i think the second bit of advice we can give is is what's your kind of universal selling point for yourself like you can't just be a bog standard strength and conditioning coach or a physio you, you've got to have that that extra little something whether it's you know i'm an expert in olympic weightlifting or rehab strength and conditioning um, speed, um, speed, and uh, you know plyometrics, um, whatever it might be, or you know more sports science. You've got to have that you know unique selling point, um, and and kind of differentiate you because you know I've I've interviewed interns and you know for other positions and there's so many CVs that have very similar stuff. What we want to see is someone who's worked well in a team. So for start, you've got to start volunteering. You know if you're in uni now, start volunteering at your uni teams or local clubs. Um, and then specialize in something so um you know a, a lot of senior snc's are kind of more generalist because they're they're running a department they they want someone who's going to add to their department so if if they're lacking in speed and power they want someone who can who can add to that so um try and be a specialist to something and then and then you progress from there what, what about in medical is it is it a bit different or no i think you know i think the the, the key thing in medical is 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 the you know you you you, you prove your competency really you know and I think it for me I think it's important that you know that's done over a certain period of time um, 
you know, there'll always be areas of interest. People will, will naturally migrate towards an interest in shoulder pathology or, or knee or, you know, maybe upper limb or lower limb or even spinal. You know, there's always that tendency for, you know, areas of interest. But, you know, working in sport generally in a medical department, you, you are kind of general practitioners in a, in a way where, you know, it's certainly in rugby, it tests you from head to toe. Um, you know, maybe soccer, for example, is more lower limb bias. You know, there's other sports that are maybe more upper limb bias, like throwing sports. But with rugby, you need to, you you, you know, you need to have a fairly sound knowledge of, of you know, whether it be spinal, upper limb, lower limb. Um, so it's not quite as specialised, although people will have that those areas of interest. But I think the, the, the primary thing that I would say is that people have, you know, spent that time working with the academy athletes you know you sort of your um, adolescent athletes you you know you're, you're you're developing um sort of academy players um because what that does it gives you a sound sort of baseline in my opinion of of working with people and, and, and teaching them how to move efficiently you know you you come across the great cook stuff or the calvin giles which is more the movement competency and i think you know, if you if you do spend that sort of do do your sort of time with the academy athletes, teaching them how to move correctly, squat, move um, single leg, you know, effectively with 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 effective control, and I think from there you can sort of bolt on perhaps the more um, sort of elaborate fancy techniques, you you know. But I think you know as as you can tell, my my belief is that you need to have those those sort of core qualities in place, understand how you know how people move and build their strength and, 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 and control from there. I think that's where your days in the academy sort of really hone those skills. Once you get to the senior level, you know, we know what the pressures of the day-to-day competition is like. You, you perhaps don't quite have the luxury of spending as much time on, on, on those sorts of things. And it's perhaps a little bit more than of having a sound um, ability to assess, uh, diagnose and, and, and plan um, efficiently for um you, you know whether it's pre-season or in season but you, you need to be perhaps a little bit more efficient in your prognosis and and you, you return to play planning and uh, when you're working certainly at the levels we're working at now you know we know that time loss through injury generally relates to success on the field the lower the time loss generally the more success you have on the field you want your best players on the park so you you know the the, the the pressures on the medical side changes. Well, you look at Leicester City; that was one of their sort of claims to fame yeah. this year. I think they had the the, the second lowest um, time loss. So you know, I think that's where you know, although it's not quite a um, specialist, I think through the through the phases of your career, you, you find that the emphasis will change. You know, those early days is more about sort of athlete development, and then later on, it's, it's a little bit more about the performance side of things. Um, you know, obviously keeping medical ethics and everything in mind, you know, but uh, the pressure certainly changed and the the emphasis changes for yeah, sure. Definitely. And, and again, going back to the internships, the other thing you get as, as well as the experience is, is just the contacts. Um, you know, rugby is kind of a small world really. And um, if you, if you develop a good reputation as an intern somewhere, then you've got, you know, a group of coaches, a group of SNCs, group of medical who will, give you references they might hear about jobs that you won't hear about um, and you you want to think about it as, as almost like a, a year-long job interview where you're building your reputation um, and then your next job you build your reputation even more uh, and you, you you know you're building your network of people you've worked with um, 
and then at some point you know a coach will move and there'll be another opportunity there and and you know you're more likely to get that job um it's it goes back to the cliche you know it's not what you know it's who you know it's it's obviously you need to have a good basis but also people want to work with people they know will fit in the environment and the best way to know that is if they worked with you before. So mm. network is, networking is a huge thing. So again, that's another reason to get out volunteering now because mm. um, I'm pretty sure all my, you know, positions I've been fortunate enough to get is, you know, someone has known someone who's, you know, put a good word in or given you a reference and, and it's, it's a massive thing. I think, you know, that boils back to, you know, how you conduct yourself and, and what your values are. And generally, you know, if you're, if you're a good bloke or a good person, you fit into an environment ultimately you know in the long term that they'll do your career no harm um you know we've all worked with you know different different groups different people things have gone well things haven't gone well but i think you know ultimately like you say you know whether you're an intern whether you're a senior you know that as long as your core values are you know for the team and and, and you know you, you you're generally sort of doing it for the right reasons i think you know that'll shine through, and in the future, things things can come together for you. So, although in those early parts of your career, you may think, you know, goodness, I'm putting a lot of hours in here for a very little return. You know, you do find there is a return on that investment along the line, and uh, you know, it's definitely worthwhile doing. I'm glad I spent time in the early days. You know, you know, you know, doing those roles because you know, I think it, it you know, it bears fruit later in your career, and um, it certainly wasn't a waste of time for me. Yeah. So if, if anyone's out there, you know, currently doing sports science degree or physiotherapy, volunteer as much as you can, whether it's uni or, you know, local clubs. And, you, you know, you're just building your network to start and, and then start looking for internships and, and try and progress from there. Dan, is that about it? Covered everything? Yeah, I think so. The only other thing to mention on the website is a podcast, but obviously we're on one now, so yeah, people are listening to them. <laughs> yeah, the post podcast has been a great addition, and I think um, it's something that we're keen to develop. I know we've got, um, you know, a few few more, you know, um, sort of really experienced personnel in the industry lined up, and uh, you know, lots to look forward to there. I think the, the podcast, you know, gives us a little bit more of a human element to the to the website. I know we we you know. I know Jamie features in a lot of our videos, <laughs> but uh, you know it is great to sort of um, to, to to sort of get get a little bit more in in, in touch with it, with our sort of you know subscribers and our listeners. So and uh, hopefully I'll spend a little bit more time from now on on, on the podcasts. Definitely, give, <laughs> give me a break. No, I, the podcast's been great. Um, you know, talking about networking, it's just talking to like-minded coaches, and it, it's good for us to we've managed to sort of develop some really good contacts through our careers and it's just another great way of sharing that with the, the rugby renegade sort of community um and, and the only thing i think we would want more is is to get kind of if if listeners have got any questions for some of the experts we have then just ping them off you know t- tweet them to us email us and we'll get them answered by some of the top experts um and i think that's just a way way to put it from there yeah definitely cool so um obviously uh we've spoken a lot about uh, how good the Rugby Renegades online subscription program is and our ebooks. So check them out at www.rugbyrenegade.com. Um, sign up or buy an ebook. Um, and then in terms of podcasts, we'll have more coming soon. So um, check us out. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or iTunes, whichever one you use. Give us a good review, and um, and there'll be more coming. Cheers, Dan. Thank you very much. 
Thanks for listening to the Rugby Renegade Podcast. For more quality rugby strength and conditioning information, check us out at RugbyRenegade.com. Rugby Renegade, building machines.